Hey everybody, it's episode 417 of PodQuest. Hey! What is it, Wednesday, August 10th, sorry. Um, uh, 2022, I am Chris, with me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. You're having a hard time there, aren't you? Dude, it's been a very long day. I was on a seven-hour conference call. Jesus. Fuck that. <laughs> and, like, it wasn't like I was, like, I wasn't actively talking the whole time, but, like, just being on a call, listening to other people talk in my ear for pretty much seven hours straight, like, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yep, I get it. Especially, like, it, it was long enough that my earbud died and I had to swap to the other one. <laughs> like, at one point, like, it just kept going, low battery, low battery. I'm like, That's... well, fuck. What? That's that's just like that. That's some of the shit that I do. I don't understand. Most a lot of my managers or a lot of the higher ups in my company are constantly on calls and like a seven hour conference call. Nothing is getting done. Why are you? If you're if you can't solve the problem or decide to double back on it in a day or two, like then 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 end it after an hour. You don't need seven hours for a fucking phone call. No, like mm-hmm. this one actually had to be seven hours. Um, I, I doubt it, though. No, because like we were we were actively doing things the whole time. Um, they like this client uh, that I was at today. They they were getting a they are replacing all of their printers. They have fifty ish, um, and it's a mixture of like like the big like multifunction copiers and like smaller like desk sized like laser jets that just print. They don't do like scan and copy um and they're replacing them with a completely different vendor so we had to set up the server install the software they had to configure all the software start loading all the printers in start IPing all the printers um they do like badge printing so like people can send a print to a printer and it won't come out until they go and swipe like their access badge Mm -hmm. um so like we had to get all that set up and get like their numbers imported from the old system into the new system, and the old system is fucking garbage, and Qsera in general is fucking garbage. Um, but 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 why 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 did you need to be on a call this entire time? Like that's the like you could have been you probably could have been a little bit more productive not being on the call because you were there, right? That's what I'm understanding. I was there, but like the company that was doing the setup was not. So the guy that was doing all the setup would you know. As he's doing it, he's like, all right, now, what do you want to do for this? And it would have taken much longer to do that over chat and email than just being on the phone with him. Why wasn't the company just there? Um, the, if you couldn't do it, why couldn't they, why didn't they send somebody there to do it? Because that's not how anyone does stuff like that. Like, the guy that was doing the setup doesn't, isn't from Pennsylvania. He was someplace else in the world. But if, if you're, if, if you're setting up things, the company that's the things that you're setting up, they send out the person or a qualified person. Like it, it just, it just, it does, it doesn't make sense to me that you needed someone else to do the thing that you were there to do. So I, so I do not manage their their printers. Like a separate company manages them. The people that manage the printers manage the physical printers. A different company that like they work with is responsible for the software that is loaded on the servers. So that company loads up the software and configures it while while like the vendor themselves at physically sets up all the printers. Well, see, that's just poor setup. You just use Xerox for everything. Like No, Xerox is fucking shit. But like why would you use two separate companies to set up one device? No, no, no. So it's not like like we are not using two different companies. Like the company that 
that like at like our vendor, they work with another company to configure the software like on their side. Like they basically outsource the software config internally. Like so like we did not pay for this other person at like as, as from like our side of, of things, they were essentially the same company. But like I just knew from the email addresses, they were actually from two different companies. It's basically the same way that like I am outsourced IT for businesses. Like, I work on behalf of those businesses, but, like, I do not have an email address for them. Like, I have my my email from my company. Sounds way more complicated than it needed to be. I mean, it it wasn't, though. It was just, it's easier to be on a call. Like, it's it's exhausting, but it's easier to be on a call than have to keep an eye on email all day. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not talking about the call part. I'm talking about everything else. That's that company is using another company works. that it's using another company. It's just, it seems way more complicated than, than the vendor who produces, who, who creates the, the, the hardware also uses, also creates the software. No, no, and no, no. That's, send that's, somebody there to that's not how it, it works. You do, so like, we're getting Canon copiers. We are mm-hmm. not getting them from Canon. You, the, the vendor in this case is never the company that makes the hardware. Um, very few people order things directly from like Canon or Xerox or anything like that. You're ordering them and like getting a support contract from like a company that is like a partner to those companies. Like they don't work with them. They don't work for them. They just get like a little badge on their website that says we're, we're a certified Canon partner, meaning that like they have access to cat Canon's better support, maybe. And they just know how Canon copiers work really, re- excuse me, really, really well. But, so the company hires your company, your company orders the stuff from another company, and that company gets you connected with a fourth company to set up the thing that they're selling. Too many people. No, That's no, all so, I'm saying. So It's too our, much work. We do, so, you're, I apologize, like, you're definitely misunderstanding a little bit. My company, like, my job, I do not hire vendors. I do not. No, you don't hire vendors, but you purchase the, no. the the equipment like you no, no, you no, no. tell the main company what equipment to purchase and then they purchase it no 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 so not, not the for company stuff like that this. no not no the the client decides what sort of copiers they want they mm-hmm. find a vendor um if they want our input we will make recommendations um like if this client said hey we're thinking about going sharp i personally don't like sharp printers they have a lot of issues i would have said eh maybe don't go sharp um, there's a lot of network issues with those things, and your network is very robust. I'd say probably go Canon. I happen to like Canon printers; they work better, at least like like the like the large scale ones. Um, but yeah, no clients are responsible for that stuff. The only thing that we sell are services and like user specific hardware, so like laptops, servers, stuff like that. And like we order that stuff direct for them. Like I make a cart on CDW, send it to our purchasing team. They order it. Um, in this case, like, if you go to, like, any business and, like, look at their copier, there is probably a sticker on it with a phone number and a name. And that name is the vendor who supports that printer. They have a support contract through them, just like you would have, like, with, like, Verizon for your internet. Something goes wrong with that piece of hardware, you call them, they come out and fix it. Most of these places, these guys, most of the guys that work at those places are kind of old school. They're very, like... They're very old school network guys. Like they know how a network works. They usually actually have phone backgrounds for some reason. Like a lot of these guys seem to have like worked like extensively on phone systems. And then their companies purchase some sort of like copier print division and they got like 
sidelined into that. Um, rather than then also bringing in people that specialize in this software that they install once for a client and then never again, um, it's cheaper for them to outsource that. Cause you figure like that'd be like paying somebody 50 to 100 grand a year. Um, depending on like how often you're onboarding clients, maybe they're doing work once a week. Cause like we had this guy for seven hours. Like he was not doing anything else today but that. And from the sound of it, like he didn't have anything else going on this week. At least not like client facing, but like his company is like the software vendor, like Microsoft essentially. Yeah. But when I worked in an office, we had, we had our IT department where they would be able to fix basic things with the printer. They would be, they would replace the, the, the toner and whatnot and, and bullshit like that. But if it was something beyond that, they called the tech for Canon or whoever, whoever it was that they got the printer and scanner from. And then that person would come out and fix it all. When they got new devices, the tech that they got the printer and stuff from was the one who put it all together. What I'm saying is, it, it, to me, it's silly that you were there. Because you have nothing to do with setting these things up, the tech and the other person probably should have been connected together to set it all up so between the two the, of them. The, but tech, the tech and the software vendor were both on the call. I was there because I'm the one that has to provide them access to all the network resources. I have to get them connected to Active Directory. I have to give them a server to log into. I have to adjust the specs on the server if it's running like shit. Too, too, too many people for, 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 for this. There too were, many people. There were three of us. That's too many. It's too many people. It's three people that specialize in different parts of the equation. How many people does it take to put in a light bulb? <laughs> at, at least six. Exactly. Corporate America is the worst. It takes too many people to do things. You're just mad because, like, your company is a shit show and your managers literally sit on a conference call all day. Literally, it, it, nothing gets done. Nothing gets done in my company. Like, we accomplished a ton today. We got, and apparently this went much quicker because our server hardware was good. Usually the software is actually, this is the, it was the most robust software I've ever seen for, like, copiers like this. And all I've had to do with the fact that, like, they have 50 copiers and a thousand users. Like, this shit's a lot. (laughs) Usually when I set these up at clients, it takes, like, 20 minutes because there's, like, 12 people. 12 people Mm -hmm. and maybe two printers. It's too much. It's too much. You're too much. Yeah, I know I am. Oh, ha- what are you gonna say about that? How was your your birthday stream last week? Oh, just, um, just a really bad segue. I mean, I had COVID for it, so I thought you were better by Friday. I know Friday I mean, was your I birthday, was, but I was I was mostly better by Friday, but I still like. I mean, we just played Mario Kart and hung out, and then I at one point I started to get a headache, so I stopped. I I, I ended up getting like really fucking tired and having a headache. Uh, near the end of it. So you were um, sick for like a week and a half? I mean, I was, I was, I had one really bad day, which was Saturday. And then after that, it was just progressively getting better. And that's generally how COVID is. It's, you have, or at least if you're vaccinated, generally how it is, is you have like one really bad day. From what I'm hearing with other people who also had COVID after being vaccinated, it's like one really bad day. And then the rest of the time, like you're mostly functional, but still not feeling a hundred percent. And even, even today, like, I'm still not, I'm probably feeling like 99%. But there might be allergy issues or something going on, or who knows, I might have gotten actually a sinus infection because of COVID. I mean, that's true. It could be all three. Mm -hmm. Or, or, 
Or I might have caught COVID again because people in my house caught COVID. Who knows? And, and you know, like, like that, like, slow recovery thing, it's only applicable if you're not Drew. Yeah. Uh, well, well. <laughs> no, it, well, it's, it's, I, I mean, I don't know how Sarah's doing, but I didn't get a, a, a positive test result early enough to be able to take Paxlovid. So it's taking me longer to get over it than Jensen and Kwame are because they were able to take Paxlovid. I mean, she's like a hundred percent now. Yeah, she's in, and she's probably what less than five days, or about five days, maybe a week. I don't know. She's like a week today. Yeah. Now, did, when when Jensen and Kwame got the the medicine, did did you meant like did you tell them about your friends Joe Biden and um, Stephen Colbert and make sure they knew that they bounced back? No, I <laughs> I was the one who made them go get the medicine. Like I don't know if they knew about her or anything, but I knew that they had plans this weekend. And I was like, like once I found out I was positive and Jensen was saying she was feeling sick, I told her, and I it was like flat out, get a positive test result, do whatever you need to do <laughs> to get a positive it. test result because you know you have it because I had it. You need to once symptom onset, you have up to five days before you can start this medicine. Like, but if you don't start it within like three days, it's not really worthwhile because it doesn't really it it prevents severe illness. But you recover, it's a five-day treatment. You recover within five days. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not taking the medicine within the first two days, don't bother because you generally, if you're fully vaccinated, you're generally recovering within seven to ten days. So it's it's just like, it's it's a fast turnaround, but you got to take it fast. And I was too late for that. But I mean, I was like, get that positive test. So get that medicine. You'll be fine by next week. Well, that was 100%. nice of you. I... I'm I'm surprised they did it. I am actually a little bit too because they don't seem to like taking like they don't, suggestions they don't, from you. They they don't like taking suggestions from me. They don't like taking medicine. They don't believe it works. Um uh, uh I I can't tell you how many times I've told Jensen to start taking allergy medicine and she's like it doesn't do any. And it's like well you got to take it for like 2 or 3 days before it actually starts to help you. Yeah, I mean you also just have to take the right one. Like I only take allergy medicine like if I feel like I need it. And like it works within about an hour and a half or so, like at most. It's just like I had to find the one that works. Like, yeah, only Allegra but, D from the pharmacy works. Like twelve yeah. hour, that's it. Like anything else does not actually fix my allergies. They don't. They don't. They don't believe in medicine. They don't trust doctors. Um, stuff like that. So, like, I was I was shocked that they listened to me. Um, Jensen was was. She said she took, like, three tests since... So she started feeling sick, like, last Wednesday. She said she took three tests since, like, Saturday, and she's, like, a test every day, and she's gotten them all negative. Um, Kwame's still showing positive, but um, I think he tested a little too early. I also don't think he fully listened to the regimen for the medicine, so it might not have actually fully worked for him. But who knows? <laughs> it's because you gotta... It's It's... What is it, Drew? Three pills a day for five days? No, Drew, three pills twice a day for five days. Yeah. I think is what Jensen said. Yep. Wow. That's actually... Yeah. And if, if you miss it, if you mess it up, like, it's gonna fuck it up and you're not gonna... It's not gonna work. So, like, you gotta make... You gotta keep on it. You gotta... Like, I don't know the full rules in terms of it or anything like that, but I know it's 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 a very hardcore treatment. Well, do you guys want to get started? Sure. Okay, Rich, what's on the agenda? On the agenda, we're going to talk a little bit about incest. Um, then we're going to talk about Splatoon. Then there was a Pokemon Direct last week. And then uh, me and Cobb played some video games or beat some video games. 
Yeah. You know what? So, I'm gonna I'm gonna wedge a thing in there. I played the the Dio Field Chronicle demo for like an hour. Okay. All right, we'll get we'll get into that. We'll as wedge well. that in for like five minutes. All right. I'm gonna yeah. throw that after Richie talks about Guardians. Yes, that's fine. Uh, but to start, did you guys hear about what EA did with The Sims by accident? So, Drew, I know you did because Sarah was talking about this last weekend or the weekend, whatever weekend Sad Summerfest was. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. they fucked up in a patch. Yeah. <laughs> I that, knew nothing about this. It's probably the funniest patch like outcome I've ever heard of. So, Rich, um, they patched The Sims 4. Yeah. And w- they were doing stuff. Um, I believe it was supposed to allow like, um, relationships between any genders without having to like jump through hoops or anything like that. Um, but somehow it also allowed, um, family members to <laughs> get into relationships. <laughs> oh boy. And then another outcome of this was it, it essentially started hyper aging the Sims. Yeah. So like you'd have a Sim that would go from like young adult to dead of old age in like the span of like a few minutes or a few hours. Jeez. Um, yeah, like it's just, it was the wildest, like, Hey, we tried to do this, this inclusive thing. That, like, people, like, wanted, and, like, it, it was, like, a, a good call, and, like, it just went so incredibly sideways <laughs> for them. Yeah, and I'm sure there's people out there that are so pissed off because, like, they, there's people out there that play Sims a lot and manage every aspect of, like, three different families and all this bullshit and, like, the hyper-aging, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, the incest is weird. It's silly. But, like, the hyper-aging is probably what more set people off, because, like, they yeah. they might have yeah. had Sims that have been living for uh, 80 hours that are now dead. That was yeah, the cause... thing that got noticed first, and then everyone was like, oh, hey, but also they're letting the our brother and sister fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... and, I, and I would wager on the scale of things that people got mad about. Um a, a subset of people got very angry that they were going to allow same-sex relationships. Um, and then you had the people that were angry because their sims that they've been working on for 12 years suddenly, like, aged and died. Um, and then, like, down at the bottom were people that were buried about, like, angry about the incest. Yeah, like, I, 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 it's weird that, like, that, like, patch caused this issue. Yeah, I but, think like, they were basically, doubt- they, they probably, j- like... The way it was like coded in there, it was probably like a if if human relationship, yes, and yeah. they didn't think about like the like all of the combinations there. It was mm-hmm. just like is is adult, yes, can wed, <laughs> um, and then they're just like can, oh right can, right right, you can have can, babies, and they those babies can have can be brother and sister, and can woohoo, that's what it's called in Sims. It's called woohoo. I said wed, so I was at least trying to be, like, nice about it. Jeez. He was at least implying that they wait till marriage. (laughs) That they're good Catholic Sims. Look, Can you imagine? (laughs) Look, we're just knowing that the rules allowed them to bang. We have no idea if it allowed uh, allowed family members to wed, so... That's, you know what, that's true. Um, And, like, I imagine at least, there's at least one person out there who is doing, like, the... Do you guys know the 100 baby challenge thing? Yeah. Um, Not really, no. So it's literally like, be- because you can uh, you can essentially have legacy sims, like, you can have a-, a sim that gets married, has children, dies, and then you continue, like, working with, like, their offspring and, like, so forth, like, mm-hmm. for generations. Um, That people have, there's, like, this challenge, it's almost like a Nuzlocke challenge in Pokemon, that is, you know, having a 100 babies. 
and it's not all at once. It's, you know, over the course of many generations of Sims, I am sure yeah. there is somebody whose game got completely fucked because of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. There's there's so many weird challenges out there with Sims. It, it, it's it's But, yeah, you're right. Like, somebody got severely screwed in that challenge because of this patch. And, like, yeah, I'm sure they had a backup save. They could go back and, and undo it or whatever. But it's still, like, uh, that's a lot. That could be a lot of time lost. Yeah. I mean, especially depending on, like, how far into, like, a challenge like that they would have been. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were on, if they were only on, like, their first generation and, like, they had, like, a teenager, I, I don't know what the life stages actually end up being in Sims. Um, probably not that big of a deal. But, like, if they were, like, eight generations in, like, mm-hmm. hopefully they had, like, a backup save or something. Yeah. That's, that's, that's funny. That's ridiculous. I, I, I like, stupid little accidents like that always make me laugh. Yeah. And it, it's at least, like, a fairly innocent, one like yeah kind i mean you know like e- e- even with the incest stuff like they're sims it's not like they show anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah that was just that's great that's great now rich i believe you watched the splatoon thing yes i did i know you said there wasn't a lot to it but like was there anything worth mentioning uh, i mean i'm not saying that there wasn't a lot to it but for the three of us who aren't quite fans of this series, it's a series I've always wanted to get into and try, but I've never gotten it. Um, there, there wasn't, there wasn't enough substance in a sense to really pull, like, pull me, uh, into wanting to, like, dedicate the full half hour to watching it. I ended up turning it to one and a half, 1.75 speed, uh, because there was literally a good five minutes on the vendors in the city in Splatoon 3, and what you can buy from them, which are pants, shirts, and shoes. That sounds about Liter- right. Literally, like, five minutes on the vendors. And I was, it's, it's again, it's, it's my, it's a similar issue that I had with Xenoblade Chronicles. Like, some of this is cool that, that, that's nice to show off, but I didn't need a half hour of this. Like, the, the first maybe five to ten minutes, were displaying like the new weapons and the new levels uh, of the primary game mode of Splatoon, and then like the next like five minutes or so were were showing off like the other game modes, and then they had a few minutes on like their new PVE game mode. Plus, there's a single player mode that's coming into to play this time, um, and then there's like this weird card game, like it's like a digital card game uh, that seems pretty interesting. Um, but, like, overall, it was, like, it was a solid direct, but, like, it didn't need to be a half hour. It really didn't. There, I think there was at least, uh, five minutes on, uh, just them, the, on, 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 uh, Splatfest, or whatever, which is, like, a, a concert thing or whatever that goes on in Splatoon, and, like, that wasn't needed or necessary. And then they had, they had a segment about, like, the announcers in Splatoon. I like I a lot of it I didn't pay full attention to because I was just like none of this makes sense to me because I've never watched this or played this game. Oh, I didn't realize you'd never played Splatoon before. I've I maybe have played like a match, like maybe a friend had it once and I played a match, but like I have not played it enough to know enough about it to know like what the significance of some of the things they were showing were. But like some of the some of the new weapons seem cool. There's like a sword now. That you could use some of the new um, uh, special abilities seem cool that you can get. Uh, it's kind of more of a class-based system this time. So based on the weapon is also the special abilities you're getting. 
Uh, you can, you can get stat ups with your equipment, with like the different shirts, shoes, and pants that you're wearing. You can swap out the stats and things like that from somebody you can go talk to. Uh, there's going to be amiibo support. There's, uh, which, which is not a shock. Like, it, it, it was, it was pretty much kind of what I expected from a Splatoon 3, uh, update. Okay. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but. If if you're into Splatoon, definitely check it out. You'll probably really like it. It's, it's a game I've always wanted to get into, but just never never got. Mostly because I don't have people to play it with, because no one else get, uh, I know gets it. Yeah, and I, like I um I did have Splatoon two for Switch. It's fun. Like it's a neat mm-hmm. game. It's very one note though. Like like there there is the single player stuff, which like is fun for a little while, but like there's not at least in Splatoon two like. There wasn't enough to it to really keep you, like, wanting to go with it. Um, and then, like, the game modes itself are, you know, it's, it's paint everything your color and try to stop, and try to stop the other team from getting anything painted their color. I mean, there, there's, there's more to the game modes than that. Like, that is the primary game mode is paint everything your color. And then there's, like, the zone where, like, this, like, if you paint, the entire zone your color and hold it then the next zone will change you'll have to go back and forth but then there's like i think it's like three two other game modes one is like kind of basketball-esque where it's like or maybe more like capture the flag where you have to get all the shells and then bring them to your like basket and fill up your basket but if you get taken out when you have shells you'll drop them and whatnot and maybe you move slower if you have more shells or something. I don't really know. So I don't and think then those modes were available when I played it. Because this was, like, early on Splatoon 2 when it yeah, first came I, to Switch. Yeah. And so if I remember if, correctly, too, you didn't get to pick what mode it was. It was one of those, like, it just kind of dropped you into it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I know that there's, like, new game... There's different game modes. And then there's, like I said, there's in the new one, at least. I don't know if it was in the uh, in Splatoon 2. There's, like, the PvE horde mode right yeah and like stuff like that like it's cool that they're they're trying to change things up and like it is a well done game if you want to play like that sort of game um i think they did eventually patch it so that it was a little easier to play with friends too because i think early on it was actually kind of hard to like do a party yeah i i don't know so but yeah i'm i will probably not be buying it but like it's cool that that they're making another one because I know people do really like those games it's 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 got a, a pretty decent following like, yeah, like it's, it's super it's not, popular. It's yeah, like it's not the biggest following out there. Like, but like we were we were talking about it on my Discord today, um, and like on non-peak hours on Twitch, there is like at least a thousand viewers or close to a thousand viewers. And by non-peak hours, I mean like two thirty, three o'clock Eastern time, maybe even a little bit earlier than that. Usually, peak on Twitch time is usually around five Eastern until like midnight to one o'clock East. Usually, those are like the peak hours. Of viewership, okay. I didn't, you know, what? I didn't realize it was that popular on Twitch. Uh, I mean, it was that, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing though. Like, it, it does have an active community. There was like, I think I counted there was like fifty something um, players, and there was close to a thousand viewers. Um, let's see, I'm checking right now. Right now, there's one point one thousand viewers um, with one person ho- holding it up with three hundred and sixty viewers at the moment. But like. I, it, it doesn't tell me how many people are streaming it. I'd actually have to physically count, and so I'm not going to do that. But it's 1.4 million followers on on Twitch, so it does have a decent following. Like I said, it's nothing like it's not like Apex or Overwatch, but it's still it. it th- there are people that really like this game. Yeah, cool. Um, 
So how about that Pokemon Direct? Oh, right. That was last week. Or Pokemon Presents, I think, is actually what this was. Uh, all I gotta say is Rubble, 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 Fido. That's yeah. all I have to say. That's, so that's fucking that's pr- Doe Dog. And the, don't need to know anything else about that game. I feel like the... I, I'm sure there are gonna be a bunch of bullshit Pokemon, too. But I feel like this generation, they finally got a little creative with things again. Or at least, like, like leaned into them just being, like, cute and also dumb. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make the complaint everyone's making, though. Fucking, why are the legendaries being used as fucking cars? Like, why, why not? It's not legendary, then. <laughs> like, it's not. Like, obviously, yes, you're the only one in the, po- maybe you're the only one in the Pokemon world that has this legendary Pokemon. Until you but play multiplayer. What's that? Until you play multiplayer. Well, no, but but the, the, that's where you got the suspension of disbelief. It's like you're you're all like you're 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 not all from the same Pokemon world. It's stupid. But like in this world, maybe I we don't even know. But you, as far as we know, you start with a fucking legendary that you might not be able to actually control in battle, but you ride around on as a fucking one of them is a motorcycle jet car thing the other one has wheels but still walks it's just i don't i i I hate it i love everything else about it but i hate that the the legendaries are being used as a utility i I mean they they were basically used as a utility in um in arceus too like those were supposed to be like special guardian pokemon but they were not legendaries They, they were like the pseudo legendaries though they were alphas at best. Yeah, which is like a pseudo legendary. No, they're just they're just a stronger version of that Pokemon. It's not a it's not a it's no it's not a pseudo legendary. It's not a legend. It's not like a mythical Pokemon. It's not like you were walking around riding friggin' um I I, I, I one of the one of the friggin' water spirits. I mean, like, are you no. are you telling me that you never taught like Articuno fly or um um. Uh, one of the Latias, Latis, I don't know the, the plural for them, uh, Surf? No, because well, back in the day, you couldn't take those moves away. So why would I waste a space to have Articuno no fly? Because, like, fly is a fly really was, good attack. Yeah. It, Especially out, in Gen 1. Yeah, you, in Gen 1, you couldn't be, you couldn't be hit while they were in the air, and then it did decent damage. I think, I think it was 100% accuracy. Pretty sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but like, no, I, I never, I, I, I mean, I don't think I ever really used the legendaries in. in I, back so at in least the you'll day, use the legendary in this case. No, I won't, because even even in modern Pokemon Sword and Shield, I never used the legendaries in my party. Once I got uh, Zamazenta, I put him in my fucking box. No, no, no. I don't. Like, I, I don't mean for fights. I mean like you will use the legendary to get around the world because I have to. Like, there's going to be no other way to get around the world. I just think it's so dumb that a legendary, a legendary Pokemon is being used as a fucking motorcycle. See, that's not what bothers me. You know what bothers me? He doesn't use the fucking wheel. He runs. He runs. That's stupid, too. One of them runs. The other one is a motorcycle jet car thing. But, like, and and, and then the one that runs, his fucking ears turn into his wings. And it's so stupid. But the one that runs still has wheels. I know. It's like this is this is the first time that like I've ever hated a Pokemon design and hated an idea behind something with Pokemon. Like mm-hmm. I've never looked at a design of a Pokemon and said like this is the worst design ever. I hate it so much and 
like this 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 idea or this aspect shouldn't be in this game. Like, but like the the fact that you, this is a legendary Pokemon that you're using as your vehicle, like from the get go, it just makes me so mad. I mean, like, well, it, it, you're making an assumption you're getting them right away. They they basically explain that you get them right away. Did they? I didn't infer that. I do. I did assume you're getting them fairly early, and that just like in every other game, they will learn well, the different travel abilities like over time. Well, this is going to be is so it's going to be like Legends Arceus. It's going to be a twelve hour tutorial, and then you're going to get your 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 riding Pokemon. But who knows? I mean, you can do the gyms in any order, which is actually pretty cool. So like, that, you, yeah, there, you could accidentally not get this guy. There are there are some neat concepts. The gym stuff, the, like there's there's more than just the gyms in this one. There's like I think they said like three separate full on storylines that you can go through. One of them being the gyms. You can do the gyms in any order. There's also um, a treasure I hunt. I think is what the other one was. I I, I can't remember. Uh, it, this I I forgot that the direct happened last week. Otherwise, I would have rewatched it. Um, today, but like there, there are some really cool aspects and there are some just like it, 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 I don't, I don't like the idea aspects. Like, I mean, I wasn't a fan of the fact that you could get pretty much every legendary in existence in Sword and Shield, um, uh, uh, Tundra, whatever, uh, Crown Tundra DLC, like pretty much every, uh, legendary in existence was in that DLC. And I'm just like, stop giving me legendaries. I mean, the DLC was just legendaries. Exactly. And, like, it had a poor storyline behind Legendaries, and it was just, it was bad. It was bad. See, I don't I don't mind the Legendaries, I just don't use them, but I, like, catching them is usually fun, because there's, usually there's some sort of kind of, like, interesting thing you have to do to find them, or, like, you know, like, minor story to get to them. Um, or, like, even in Gen 1, like, you kind of just find them in, like, in places that you, you weren't expecting to find, like, Pokemon in the open world because you had you had your legendary trio the the three birds and like so Articuno was in the Seafoam Islands which I actually so I don't know about you guys but the first time I played Pokemon Red and Blue um I got to the to the cave and it's a cave so you know every three feet or every three steps you get hit by a Zubat so I actually had looked at the map and saw that you could also get to Cinnabar from Pallet Town so I flew to Pallet Town and just swam south from there so I skipped the Seafoam Islands for a while and, like, went back to them after Cinnabar Island. Um, and then I threw my Master Ball at Articuno. Because mm-hmm. I thought Articuno was the one from the from the first episode of the anime. Because, like, that sprite wasn't very clear at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then, what is it? Zapdos is in the power plant that's, like, tucked off to the side. And Moltres is in Victory Road. Like, you can totally miss those two if you if you just don't go exploring enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Mewtwo is in, like, the cave at the end of it. Mewtwo is in a cave that, like, you don't have access to the entire game, but you could also still miss Mewtwo because you, if you never thought to go back to that cave after you beat it. Yeah, so if you go to the cave pre, like, like before you beat the Elite Four, um, the person standing outside of it does tell you that only the Pokemon champion is allowed yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, you're right, like, that's a thing that, like, you have to remember to go back there after you get surf and swim over there to like talk to that guy and then remember again after you beat the elite four to go yeah. try and get Mewtwo. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't mind if the games have a bunch of legendaries and they're like at least interesting to like catch, but mm. 
And like, I don't mind that. Like, the legendary, the, like, the um version exclusive legendary appears to be your vehicle. I'm like, well, at least that will put them in use because I don't ever end up using them because, frankly, legendaries aren't all that good use. At no, least not, not. At least not for like um like main game. Like, I don't do like a like competitive multiplayer, so I don't care about like my EVs and IVs and everything. Most people don't use the legendaries even in competitive. There's there's very I, I don't think I've ever seen a competitive legendary party. Well, I don't think you can EV IV train them because like a lot of that is like breeding until you get like a certain um nature and certain stats and mm-hmm. all that stuff and you generally can't breed legendaries. Uh I mean, you probably you I don't know if you can if you still can't um, I'm pretty sure you can't breed, but like that's legendaries. that's for that's for natures and stuff. You could also like there are people out there that will sit there and play and catch, and if it's not the right nature when they catch it, release it and fight it again. Like like un- not save and go back and try try it again. If there's a chance that there that the legendaries might, if this is if you can't breed them, there's a chance people will like. Catch it, check its nature, and if it's not the right nature, reload and try to catch it again for the right nature. Because it's like, the nature stuff, yeah, that's kind of a crapshoot. But the EV and IV training, that's just playing the game with the Pokemon. Or doing, like, the the, the candies or whatever else. Whatever thing that they throw at you in, in, in each game. Sword and Shield had the, the Battle Tower, which was how you're supposed to do EV and IV training. I thought there was, like, a, a whole thing. So, like, I've never done it because it's just, it's a level of work that doesn't matter to me. But I thought there was, like, a, um at least in the earlier games, there wasn't really a way to do it so much as, like, you had to get the Pokemon that, like, had, like, a, a certain base already. And then it was almost like, um like, Final Fantasy II leveling or, like, Skyrim leveling where you just had to do a thing until your stat, so, your, like, hidden so- stat raised. So yeah, as as you play through the games naturally, like usually when you're playing a Pokemon game, and if you're playing it right and you're swapping out your Pokemon uh, between levels and between battles and things like that, your starting Pokemon are going to be stronger than a Pokemon that you level to 100 by using like an experience thing because yeah. you naturally you naturally increase the the the, the EVs by just battling Pokemon. And then it, it turned into eventually, I believe it was, um, what was the one before Sun and Moon? Was that X and Y? Yes. I believe X and Y, because that was on the DS. They both Sun and Moon and X and Y were on DS. Uh, but I believe it was, uh, 3DS. It was, it was, yeah, 3DS. But I believe it was X and Y had like that little like soccer mini game or some shit like that that you use the touchscreen for. That was how you did, did EV training in that one. In um in in Sun and Moon, it was the uh the horde battles when like the Pokemon would keep calling in other Pokemon. That was how you did EV training in that one. Um, like I they, forgot they, about those horde battles. Yeah. Those things were a pain in the ass. So like it initially started just you had to go fight Pokemon um in general, and so like in the earlier uh, times, it was a lot harder to train because you wouldn't have the trainer battles always available to you at the end of it, and you would just have to fight regular random Pokemon. But, like, they have eventually, um, like, kind of uh, streamlined it a little bit with, like, the the one game, the, the mini game in, in X and Y with the Horde battles in Sun and Moon, with the battle tower in, in, in Sword and Shield, with just the fucking candies and Legends Arceus. Um, 
So it's 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 it has changed greatly the way they do EV training since they initially incorporated EVs. Because yeah, I remember, like early on, it was basically like a hidden stat that like you couldn't mm-hmm. really do anything with. And yeah. there's that there's that um the Poke virus thing that like your your Pokemon can randomly get it. I they, they, it might not be in the games anymore, but like it probably wasn't. It probably isn't. Like I think it was introduced in like Gen two or three, and it was essentially if um if you took a Pokemon to um to a Pokemon center, it would like Nurse Joy would maybe tell you that. Like, oh, one of your Pokemon has the Pokervirus or Pokerus, whatever it was called. And that, uh, like, it did something actually positive to, like, their stats. I forget exactly how it worked, but it was, it was very weird. Yeah. It's, it, that EV training has always been something that really fascinated me, but it's, it is, it, it does take a lot of time. It does take a lot of dedication. And there's also, it's like, like, it's, it's limited as well. Like, you, for instance, you probably, I, I, I don't know the exact number, but like, just as an example, you have a hundred EV points that you can dedicate to all of your values total. So you have to train in a specific way. Uh, and so like the horde ones, uh, in, in, in sun and moon, it was, you had to fight a specific set of horde Pokemon to increase the EVs, the, the specific ones. So Zubats would correlate to this one and these ones would correlate to that one, things like that. Man, Pokemon, right guys? It it's so wild how like particular those games are, especially when people turn around and be like, "Oh, they're kids' games. They're kids' games." It's like, look at the back end math and everything that goes on on these. Like, there is a lot more to it than than just dogfights. Yeah, and I think like the the worst part is you have the game itself is a is a kids' game. It uh, and especially now, like those games, like the stories are generally very simple, and there's no challenge in. Them at all anymore like they stopped being challenging at like gen 3 um but like all of like the the more complex stuff really only comes into play if like you're interested in ev training and like competitive battles because that's where there's yeah. a challenge because then you're you're going against other people that are also trying to like min max their their team yeah yeah whereas like well i mean look at so like we both can play about sword and shield for this like there's there's several sections where like you have back to back to back to back battles but, like, somebody is with you, like Hop, and he just heals your whole team between every battle. Yeah. And it's like, these battles were already easy. I was already one-shotting them because they just keep throwing out fucking Pidgeys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this dude just keeps healing me every time. So, like, I never run out of out of moves. I never run out of HP. None of my Pokemon are ever knocked out. Like, there's no challenge. This loses its fun when there's zero challenge and there's no way to really, like, like, there's no difficulty settings. You can't make it challenging. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people are just like they want uh they want difficulty settings in like the from software games so they can so that those games are are a little more accessible to people with either disabilities or that want to play them but just can't get um past the dip- difficulty spikes. It's like I'd like the opposite for a Pokemon game. I would like harder settings so that there's like, actually like strategy and challenge. But like that's I I would I would argue when it comes to from software at least I would argue like that's. That's the point of those games, though, is to be very difficult. And I understand if you can't get past that difficulty spike, but, like, you practice, and then you think of how much better you're going to feel about yourself when you actually do get past that spike. You level, you, you grind out the level, you level up your character, you find better weapons, and then think about how much better you're going to feel once you 
get through this thing. Yes, so, but not everyone has infinite time to be able to do that. Then these games aren't for you. There's also people that physically cannot do it, that if the games had more accessibility options, they'd be able to try it. Like, I wasn't talking about just people that, like, don't no, have the like, time. I'm all for accessibility options. But, like, difficulty but, difficulty but, levels are an accessibility option. But, uh, here, I, hold on, D- why does it matter if there is an easy difficulty for other people that want to experience the games without the entirety because, of the difficulty? It takes nothing away no, from this, any... This, no, 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 it takes nothing away from anyone else. It takes nothing away. Why because, does it matter? Because that's n- these games have shitty stories, have shitty storytelling, and are made to be difficult. They're not made to be a story... To be seen, if if people spoiled every ending of every From Software game for me that I've never played, I'd say okay, I'd still play them because these games are not made for their story. Their story is deep lore, yes, but story itself, like if I I, I said this about Monster Hunter, and I'll say it about a From Software game, you don't you don't play a From Software game for story because playing a From Software game for story is like buying a Playboy. For the fucking articles. Like, it's just... that's These games are made to be difficult. There is more to experiencing games than just the narrative in the game. What else is there? So, part... Like, the mechanics. And, like, yes, like, to that point, kind of the mechanic of From Software Games is difficulty. But, if you have an easier mode for people that are just intimidated by the fact that From Software games are supposedly insanely hard. Have an easy mode that can... Or have a difficulty setting that you can change on the fly, that you could start on easy mode, see if you're actually able to grasp the mechanics, and be able to bump it up. Okay, Uh, let me ask you a question. What was my nickname back in the day? Uh, bad at video games. No, no, no. What was my nickname back in the day? <laughs> easy mode. I know. Why? Because I played a game that everyone was having trouble for on easy mode. So you're going to sit here and say it's fine now, but back t- 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it wasn't? Like, that, but like, I'm not trying to say you're not allowed to play on easy mode, but on certain, like, th- the easy mode or setting the easy difficulty to me is for someone who is there to experience the story. And if you're playing a game that has no story, or that doesn't have a good story, but has good gameplay and, and, and progression in a sense of, like, learning the, the actual gameplay style. Like, uh, turning it into an easy mode takes everything out of that game. I don't, I don't agree. Like, You're so I, obtuse about that. It's- I would like to play from software games if they had difficulty settings where I could kind of, like, scale it down, scale it up, and, like, like, find, like, a rhythm for it. I'd be more more inclined to do so, but, like, they are incredibly hard. I am bad at them. I'm not wasting 60 or $70 on a game that I'm bad at that I'm just going to get frustrated after 15 minutes and never touch again. Whereas, like, if I can go, like, all right, well, let me try this one easy for a little while, get the hang of, like, how combos work and feel like I'm making progress, and then bump it up and and, like, gradually get better at it rather than just, all right, well, it's just always on the hardest difficulty – and you just have to keep doing the same thing over and over again until maybe it clicks. But that's still how the game is going to be. Yeah, but if whether I you can put it on easy like... mode or not, it's still going. You're still going to 
keep doing these things until it clicks. Yeah, but it, for but, me, if I'm not making progress, I'm not having fun. But, I don't want to fight the same boss 30 fucking times and never find out that it has a second stage. I, and and there's that's that's the level of do something else in that game. You're obviously not ready for like you like, can't. El- I tried Dark Souls three. I could not get to the second form of the first boss. I am absolutely horrible at those games. I do not understand the mechanics. That game is too hard for me to get past the first boss. If that game had a difficulty setting where I could scale it down and actually like make progress on that boss and like figure things out, it'd be different. But the game's like. Here's a boss when you start the game. Good fucking luck. And then you're just left to it. But, but like, seriously, what is the downside to there being an easier mode in it? There's no downside, but there's... Then, again, but but, (laughs) but the way... There's no downside for me, because I would play in the normal difficulty. Fucking exactly. but, but, But I'm not trying to shit on people who play on easy mode. I'm not. Play on easy mode. Play on story mode. If that's what you want, that's what you want. But there are... But you're not allowed to to play this game. There are games made to be difficult. But, like, that's... That's dumb. Like, it's the same way that, like, it's... And, like, to go back to Pokemon... And, like, Rich, I... Like, you play... You play Pokemon games. Like, you have to agree. Like, these games need a difficulty setting. Because, like, for people that are not eight, there's... They're just getting too, too simple with it. Like, they're just holding your hand through this whole game. And... I, while I understand that they're marketed towards eight-year-olds, they have a very dedicated fan base that have been playing the games since 1996. That like they just kind of like push to the side and be like, ah, fuck them. The eight-year-olds are gonna buy it. I mean, yeah, like the the games are too easy, a hundred percent. But it's also maybe it's the way, in in a sense, maybe the way we play. The way I play, I get five levels between every gym. Like, I, well, you have to like, like you. So if you're playing that game. And you're fighting every trainer battle generally. And like some of like Diamond and Pearl, for instance, the in order to complete the Pokedex to get the national decks, you have to see every Pokemon in in the Sinnoh decks. Right. Um if you just fight every trainer battle that and like no one's hidden, like you know, like they're all just kind of there, mm-hmm. by the end of the game, you will have encountered every single Pokemon. Because even, um, there's one point in the game where you're at, um, Cynthia's, like, hometown or something like that, and there's, like, a building that you go into, and there's a picture of Dalgia and Palkia, and if you view both of them, it actually adds them to your Pokedex as, like, having been seen. Um, so, like, you figure, if you're doing that, you're definitely getting a bunch of levels between gyms, and you're either going Mm. to be leveled above the gym leader, or, like, close enough that, like, there's not going to be a big challenge. And then gym leaders, by their nature, are 99% of the time themed to a specific type. So, like, usually you have at least one Pokemon in your team that can, like, legitimately one-shot every one of their Pokemon. And I don't necessarily think that there's there'd be a way for them to change what the gym leaders have. Because, like, the, the gyms are themed that way for a reason. Like, if you go to the Brock's gym and he throws out, like, a fucking Staryu, you're going to fucking be confused. <laughs> um... But, like, if you go there and you have it on hard mode and his Pokemon are all, like, five levels higher and his AI is more um, aggressive. Then then you're going to end up playing the game more diff. Then instead of me getting five levels between each gym, I'm going to get ten levels between each gym. Like, but, 
Well, I mean, but yes, you're not I mean, wrong about that. Like, you're not wrong. Like, but it, that's, it's that's the, the, the only the only way to add a difficulty setting in in Pokemon is to make the po- the if you're the harder it is, the Pokemon hit harder. Which if you're playing, if if you're going against typing, you're already one hit killing, even if you're two levels below. It's just Pokemon nature. So if you're gonna make these Pokemon hit harder. That's going to act, make a fight be one hit kills for all your Pokemon. Because I've never, never played a Pokemon where I don't one hit kill 90% of the trainer Pokemon I fight. Yeah. Especially when I'm against type. When I, when I'm properly typing. Like, it, there's, there is zero strategy in Pokemon story mode. Zero strategy. I've never had my Pokemon use a defensive skill or an offensive up skill. Because you kill them. That's it. I'm not wasting a turn to increase my defense to kill them in two hits. When if I had just killed them and hit them twice, I would have killed them. Like you're also, but uh, you're also a grinder. You you grind. Yeah. I I I five levels between each each each. Like each. do do you act like this is a like a legit question? Um, like do you make sure that you have that many levels between it, or is this just like you naturally get them? Literally, I make sure five levels between each gym. So I will go to the gym. I will go from where I was to the gym. And if a Pokemon has not reached five levels from the last gym, which is usually every five levels, so it's 5, 10, 15, 20, so on and so forth, if they have not reached their milestone, I am not going to the gym until that Pokemon reaches that milestone. Damn. So I will go back out and I will level up fighting wild Pokemon and shit. Well... So there are totally ways around all of that with a uh, a hard mode difficulty cap like or a difficulty setting like the pokemon don't have to hit harder in fact if anything like the thing would be in my opinion would it would be all the trainer pokemon especially take like quarter damage from normal like mm-hmm. what it normally is on normal difficulty. Oh, yeah, so that then you, you essentially can't one-hit them. Yeah, like... And, and then also, to counter-grinding, like, once, uh, you know... You, granted, in uh, Violet and Scarlet, it, it seems like this would not necessarily really be useful, but in, say, like, an older one, like, once the Pokémon hit a certain level, any Pokémon below their level... Give no experience. Actually, so you know what like, would be really funny? If you're, like, six levels over, like, sorry, you get no experience. Like, the, you're at your level cap right now. Go to the fucking gym. That's the only way to... Or, the, actually, better, now that I just thought about it, literal hard level cap based on the gym badges you have. Well, that's what I was about to say. Do the, um, do the traded Pokemon thing, but apply it to all, all Pokemon. Pokemon. Like, Pokemon over the le- over level 10 won't obey you until you get the first badge. Pokemon over level 20 won't obey you until you get the second badge. Like, doesn't matter if, if you caught them originally or not. It's it's basically Charizard, which I like. I realize, like, Ash didn't, like, he caught Charizard. Like, it wasn't a trade, so it's, it's like, this weird yeah. thing. But um, it's kind of, like, the same same idea. Like, Ash was an, was an unskilled trainer, so Charmeleon and Charizard stopped listening to him. Mm-hmm. The only um, time anybody was really truthful about Ash was Charizard. <laughs> until, until Ash saved his life. Again. The second it, time. It, 
<laughs> he he still didn't fully listen to it. Yeah, he did. A, a little bit, but not fully. Like, like he listened to him more, but, like, then, like, he stayed at that char- Charizard training area or something. The Charizard Valley. Come on now. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> uh, it's fucking stupid. The anime is the dumbest bullshit in the world. Makes no sense. But no, like, every, so, so Ash left Charizard there to get stronger because Charizard got his ass whipped by all of the other Charizards. And then anytime he'd call him, like, Charizard would fucking, you know, he, Charizard beat a fucking Articuno. Did he? Yeah. Um, yeah, cause it, they, it was in the, the one where I think they actually go back to Kanto after, like, two seasons later and they do, like, the Battle League or something like that. And, um, at one point, like, like the, one of the, like, battle champions or whatever the fuck they were called had an Articuno. And I think another one actually had the three Reggies. Um, and, like, I never watched it, but I know it, when they were fighting, and I, I believe it's the three Reggies, he actually brings, like, his, um, that, he brings back his original team that he still had. So he, he, he gets Charizard, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Pikachu, and I forget who his, um, his other two were, because he got rid of, um, Pidgeotto and Butterfree. Would it be Kingler and Dugong? He never had a Dugong, did he? He had a Dugong. When did he have a Dugong? Um, during the Pokemon League, I think. I just uh, remember. Are you him, thinking of I, Muck? No, I remember. I remember him having a seal, and then he evolved and go Dugong, Gong, Gong, Gong is how he said it. Oh no, no, and, no, no, no! That was Misty. Misty had the seal that evolved. Uh, oh, Misty sucks. Uh, but he he did have the Kingler. Um, during the Pokemon League. And that's that's true. He did have the Kingler. He had Muck. He had Tauros. Um, he may have grabbed like like one of like his Johto or something like that. Cause I, like he basically always had like the the very like standard team of like mm-hmm. all the different types. From what I've seen people post online, apparently his team now is fucking crazy. He's got like a Gengar and a Dragonite and shit. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's he he's become a better trainer. He's still the worst fucking trainer in the world. He's become a better trainer. No, he he still gave up like his all of his strongest Pokemon. Like he had, I don't know what season it was, but he apparently had a Greninja that had like a bunch of special traits that only that Greninja had. And then after he he lost, he lost in in the league for that season. Um, people are mad about that because there's no reason he should have because apparently he had the type advantage. Um, and then immediately the episode later lets the the um the the Pokemon go. Mm-hmm. It's like why did, was it was it his 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 uh, primate? Did that come back? No, the primate. I can't stand what it, he fucking releases primate to the gym trainer. Like, oh, he, you're you're gonna like it here. Fuck you, Ash. You're a fucking he, moron. He flat out lies to to Pidgeot. Like he leaves. Pidgeot yeah, he says behind. I'll come back. Yeah, and, and he leaves him behind. He's like, I'll be back for you in like a week after I like go pick up this special Pokeball for Professor Oak. And then like he sticks around the Orange Islands and wins that championship. And then like comes back and just goes right to Johto. What a day! And like, yeah. And then never saw Pidgeot again. Yeah. It, it, fucking Ash. He's the worst trainer. Yeah. Um. But yeah. The, to to circle back, I think the the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet looks like. It's at least going to be interesting. Like, it's probably still going to be too easy, but at least throwing out the, you can do gyms in any order, there's some other narrative arcs you can take instead of just the gyms. That's at least, that's interesting. The only issue with the gyms in any order is that all signs point towards they're not scaling in any way, so can you really do them in any order? Like, 
I guess, like, you could level up all the way to where you could do the last gym first, but... So what if they do... So, hypothetical and would be awful. Um, Two things I can think of, if they don't scale. I feel like they're going to scale, and that was just, like, a mistranslation or something. There's so many places reporting they're not doing any sort of scaling. Alright, and until Nintendo confirms it, I'm going to keep hope. But... Two things I can think of that they could do is, and I don't particularly like either, um, Breath of the Wild style where they're all the same. Like, there is nothing special about the gyms. Like, you can, you can literally fight them with like your, your starter. Um, which would be stupid. But like, that's how the, the temples, the, the beasts in Breath of the Wild were. Like, that's, it was, that's why you could go to any of them in any order because you didn't need anything special to do it. Other option, you do not fight the gyms with your Pokemon. So, There was a, going back to the anime, back in the original, it may have actually been, um, like season two, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but like, in the anime, it like ran up to the episode where Charmander evolved, and then it would start over for a long time, kind of like Dragon Ball Z. And then like, it finally got like the next set of episodes that ran from that point till, I want to say, the Pokemon League, and that was where like, I think the the very next episode or two episodes after that is when he evolved into Charizard and they met the the photographer guy that was a huge douchebag. Um one of those episodes Ash went to like this Pokemon school thing and it wasn't the school where like the like his Pikachu got beat by like a Pidgey or something stupid. Um he like took a test and then there was like a battle portion of it and he was handed just three Pokéballs and it happened to be Team Rocket's Pokémon. It was it was a coughing or it was a wheezing and Arbok and a meowth and he had the battle with them and maybe they do something like that like you go there and you get given three random Pokemon leveled to the no, gym. that's that's not gonna they're, they're not gonna do that you are in a school you are you are a student at a school like that's the least bad of those two options it would it, honestly that something like that would at least pose a challenge because. I don't think they'll do it, don't get me wrong, but, you know, you get given three Pokemon that, like, maybe you're not familiar with, and you have to, like, figure out on the fly, like, alright, like, what can I do with these motherfuckers? I mean, that would require, like, Pokemon to actually be unique in really any meaningful way, that they just fucking aren't. I mean, that's true, but, like, if you get get them and it's like, oh, well, this one has two defensive moves and two attacking moves, it's like... Alright, well, which one of these attacks will be good against this Pokemon? But, like, that's shit we all know. Unless you take it even one step further, the moves are just called attack one, attack two, defend one, defend two. And you don't even fucking know the moves. Like, you have to figure it out that much by, like, using the move multiple times. But, like, we all know what the fuck Thunderbolt does, or you know, name basically any Pokemon move. They've had the same, like, 50 moves that exist in the entire game for 15 years now. I mean, they, hey, they add at least, like, one new move every generation. Do they? I feel like I don't... Uh, not counting the max moves or whatever the fuck with the giant things in the last one, I can't say I fucking saw, like, a new move that I recognize, or, you know, that I didn't recognize. So it's it's usually the starter, and the starter will usually have some sort of, like, unique uh, move that, okay. like, either it will learn or somebody will teach it. So, like, 
like it's a lo- it's definitely a loophole, but like they do usually add at least one move. But still. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, even with random Pokemon, like, it wouldn't be that much of a challenge unless it's all type disadvantage. Yeah. Like, you go into a fire gym, all they give you are grass Pokemon. And then at that point, that's just not really, like, necessarily fun in any way. Yeah. Because you could just do that yourself if you really felt like putting the difficulty on yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's why I feel like that's why people do the Nuzlocke things. Which, Rich, didn't I see you post something on, like, Twitter that you were thinking about doing one? Yeah, I think I might... I, I'm thinking of doing uh, Nuzlocke for each of the games in the series. Uh, I oh, like start all the way out. back with like Gen 1? Yeah, start Gen 1, go through all of them that you can do a Nuzlocke in, which the only one, as far as I can tell, you can't is Legends Arceus. And uh, pretty much, I'm thinking of doing it like a vlog style, where I'll record myself playing to a certain milestone, and then I'll talk about my experience or whatever and post it on YouTube, but I haven't fully figured it out or decided how I'm going to do it yet. I don't know for sure it like about that, but I think I remember seeing like people really like watching that stuff on stream too. Like mm-hmm. depending on like what your stream schedules are going to be like as far as like what games you have kind of planned out. That could also like doing like chunks of those where like maybe you do like do a game and then like break for a little while. Like people might actually really enjoy that as like an actual stream too. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those games where, because it's an RPG and it's not like a story heavy one, like you can have a lot of um, just interaction going on too. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I'm trying to figure out how I want to do it. Cause also, like, I don't want to dedicate, like, I want to, I want to, I want to catch up on my backlog and figure that out. And then I don't want to dedicate too much time to, like, just playing the Pokemon. So if I were to do it, it would be like once a week type of thing. And I would play for several hours, and then I would still have to edit it down to a, 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 a YouTube to one or multiple YouTube video lengths, like like two or three half hour videos, and then post those on YouTube after the fact. And so it's it, it it's it's leaning to be a, a lot easier because there's also a lot of downtime in Nuzlocke because there's a lot of grinding because you got to make sure you reach level cap or or, or level level requirements to be able to fend off the Pokemon, and then depending on your rules, like, my Nuzlocke rules would be no items in battle. Um, so, like, I gotta make sure that, like, I am I am well stacked up, and, and, like, there's a whole different strategy for Nuzlocke than just running and gunning, especially in the early gens. Yeah, because, um, I mean, because that, uh, just to make sure I, I'm not misremembering what these are, it's, you can only catch the first Pokemon you find in an area um, if a Pokemon dies, you have to either release it or put it permanently into a box, right? Yeah, so it is, uh, general rules are, um, and, like, some people will alter it a little bit. Uh, you have to catch one Pokemon per route. Has to be the first Pokemon you come up against that you don't already have or have already had. Some people don't have the don't already have rule on there. I'm gonna add that on there because I'm not running around with five fucking Rattatas. Dude, that um, could be you, difficult in Gen 1 and maybe 2, because I don't think... Um, well, so it's the first... You catch the first Pokemon you come across that you don't already have. No, no, no I, I know, but I, that's what I mean. So, like, Gen 1, there was no indicator when you find a wild Pokemon, if you already have it, until yeah, there you is. catch it. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's a capture there's yeah. a capture thing. Yeah, Does it show the Pokeball so, next to them? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I, for some reason I thought it didn't. I thought they didn't add that until, like, Gen 2. Nah. No, it's... it's 100% it, it's there. Um, listen, and then, well, just real quick, if you do go all the way back to red, blue, you have to fucking catch a Mew. Just 
for that one section, abandon the rule and fucking go through all the bullshit to get a Mew to appear. There's, there's none of it. It's not real. None yes, it's I. Real. It fucking a hundred percent is. I have, yeah. I have a copy of Red or Blue. I forget which one on from the uh, DS digital store on my 3DS that I have a fucking Mew that I caught, not fucking hacked. Like, I fucking went yeah, through it, the bullshit. Like, you have to get an Abra to appear. It, it's a lot of bullshit, but it fucking is real. Yeah, and like it you works. Have to talk to the, you have to talk to the grumpy old man in Viridian City, fly a few places, and, like, then it spawns on, like, a very specific tile. Um, no, no, no. It's not even it? that. You have a the, different way? Yeah, there's just a whole, like... Because I got the... I got it before you can even get fly. Really? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got it, like, the first time you get to Cerulean City. Oh, so the, the last time I looked at, like, the steps for it, you had to have fly, and it was a lot of, like, go here, talk to a thing, and then fly here, and, like, encounter a thing. Like, like it was, like, one of those sort of setups, and then, like, a Mew would appear. Because Mew is in the code. Like, it was, yeah. um, it was the last thing they put in the game before it shipped as a joke. Because they had no idea how or if they were ever going to release it. So the programmers just included it because there was just enough space for this Pokemon. Um, because it, it had all the same um, base stats as Ditto. Yep. And had no unique moves. So it was basically just the Pokedex text and the front and back sprites. And the, and the, the cry were the only things, only like storage space it took up. But yeah, like... Mew is 100% in the game. And look, Rich, if you caught a Mew, you'd be able to use it. <laughs> I mean, that that would be after all of my Pokemon before it get knocked out. So that's that's the rule. Like, you you have to ca- catch one per route or one per region, one per zone, like, whatever. Um, you have to name them. If a Pokemon goes down, you have to release them or put them in a box and then swap them out with the next one on the list. And it doesn't matter what level they were when you got them, you then have to grind them out until they're the level you need them to be. Like, you can't pick and choose, oh, well, I just got this one that's at the level I need it to be. No, you have to go find that level 3 fucking Caterpie that you caught and put that in your team um, in order to proceed forward. And then uh, get into a, get into a random encounter, get one hit, and then... Yeah, and that, that, and that's where it's like... Because it's also like early Pokemon, you're you you don't have the EXP share right away, so you're starting the fight with your Pokemon out and then taking them out and throwing another one in there to level up that Pokemon as fast as possible until until it reaches a certain point where it can hold its own in a, in a fight. Yeah, and that's that whole thing is so, going to be yeah. very time consuming. Which is which is why which is why I'm like there's there's a lot of downtime in Nuzlocke's. Even if I were to use like a fast forward feature or whatever on a on a on a ROM, but like on an emulator, like if there's still a decent amount of downtime that like on stream it wouldn't be very captivating. It would be just me sitting there playing it and maybe talking with people if they're there. So like I, that's why I'm I'm more interested in doing like the milestone aspect of recording while I play and then. Like, oh, we we reached the first gym leader. We made it through Mount Moon. We made it through this. We reached the next gym leader. Stuff like that. And talking about, like, 
oh, I had to grind, or one of my Pokemon died during the sequence, and showing clips and everything of, of me playing. Yeah, I guess that streaming it would definitely work better if, like, you consistently had, like, fairly big um, numbers. Because then it would be, like, getting, like, like large amounts of people to, like, help you pick nicknames and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and just think, if you get to Gen 2, that game is twice as long. I think, generally, the Nuzlocke is just getting through the the the, the championship of the main... No, man, you gotta go red. all the way to red. You gotta fight red's level I, 85 or whatever fucking red, team on red, fucking Mount Silver. Red isn't necessary for the story. It's to beat the story. Yeah, the story sends you to Kanto, you clear Kanto, and then Professor Oak's like, hey, here, here's this fucking pass to this mountain that's been, like, haunting you this whole game. Fucking go check it out. And then you find this, like, silent protagonist up in the corner. I, I'd have to see what people do for roles for Gen 2, but it's... You're, it's, you're probably right. They probably did stop it's after credit, the league. It's, it's credit rolls. Like, once you roll credits, that's the end of... Do, do credits roll after you beat the Pokemon League in Gold and Silver? I don't remember. Probably. Um, but yeah, you're, pro- you're probably right. They probably do roll, but I don't know. That's a weird one because it's like there is so much game left after that. I, but but like look at look at um, Sword and Shield. Like a Nuzlocke is becoming champion. There once credits roll, there's still all that bullshit with Swordbert and Shieldbert and all that stupid shit. But that's not part of the Nuzlocke. So I didn't realize that's, that actually. Yeah. Uh, do you want to, Rich? You want to move on and talk about Guardians? Sure. There was a bunch of other stuff in that Pokemon Direct. Yeah, like it was all Pokemon the mobile Unite games, shit. Uh, Pokemon Unite stuff where they're having a fucking Pikachu event because they're they suck Pikachu's dick. Um, and then there was uh the the Ultra Beasts are coming to Pokemon Go stuff like that, but none of it really interests the rest of us. Um, but yeah, so I beat Guardians yesterday. Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Kav, have you beaten that? No, um, I keep meaning to go back to it, and I just, every time I turn my Xbox on, I just fucking play Power Watcher Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to, so, I got to Cosmo, and I went through the, the weird portal thing with Cosmo. Uh-huh. I forget what the ship thing is that you're on there. Is it, it's the, the Nova Core ship, I think, right? Um. Like, you go no. back, they, yeah, yeah, from no. Cosmo, you take that, like, floating hand back to the Nova Core ship that you were detained on. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you go... No, do you go to the rock? No, that... You don't go to the rock. You you go... It, they, Or maybe you do go to the... I can't remember now. It definitely was. No, 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 when, yeah, yeah. You when do, you're there, you I do remember... Go, you do go to... It brings you to the rock because... Because um, that's... Like, like, that's when you find out a, a, a large portion of the, like, the actual story. Like, I, it's... it's So... The game is fine, and that's probably the best I can say. It, is it had fine. a much more interesting story than gameplay. Yes, and like, even the story... The story is good and interesting. The dialogue is 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 fine. The voiceover is not good. The voice acting just it feels way too robotic. And then the animation of the characters during conversations are just dull. Like, you have the characters getting excited about things and yelling at each other, and they're just, like, slowly waving their hand back and forth, and, and, and shaking their head. And it's like, this, this does not bring me into it. It just disconnects a lot of it. Um, but, like, the, 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 the dialogue was, was, was fine. It's just, like, I, I didn't feel anything through the voice acting. 
Um, and just the character models themselves just didn't look good. Uh, the See, one I thought th- I thought the character models looked good, but I agree. Like there was a disconnect between the way the character models were behaving and the way the lines were being delivered, at, at least in certain po- points. So one of the costumes that you get for Rocket is a full body suit costume that his fur is coming through. like clipping through. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. I wonder like, if it's like, like his original like comics like flight suit looking thing. Uh, I I don't know. You'd have to go check and check on my stream last night to find it. No, because I don't want to um, be spoiled. I, you're gonna be spoiled. The game's like fucking six months old. This is your fault now. That game's a you year played, old, buddy. You played? Is it a year? Yeah, it came out. I thought it came out in January. October. Oh well, you you started playing it before I did, and I beat it before you. Yeah, so but, this, but this you is ha- your fault. You have these strict guidelines of like, I'm going to play this game every Tuesday on stream until I beat it. I'm the, like, no, I'm going to play mean, this game until something else piques my interest, and then I'll come back to it someday. Yeah, and you're never going to go back to it. It's still on my Xbox. I will certainly go back to it someday. Mm-hmm. But once, so, I've, once I have power washed the world, I will go back to it. So, like, the story story is very interesting. Uh, it's really cool what they did with the, the Golden Church and the Golden Disciples or whatever. That's um, where I got. I ju- I was in, like, a map room on, like, yeah. the Nova ship. Um, I had a bunch. I I have a question, actually, before I get to that. Um, do you remember there was, like, there was, like, a big circular room that was, like, an elevator that, like, at one point, like, the power died and you had to go, like, do a bunch of stuff to, like, repower it? Yes. Um, did that work for you, like, without any hiccups? Yes, um, my that, game. That was that your game crashed or your game uh, uh, glitched out, didn't it? It bugged, and one of the I forget what character it was. One of the characters was supposed to move to a position so that they could do a thing, and it didn't do it. I spent like fifteen minutes running around this room trying to figure out what they needed me to do um, before I finally like just like reloaded my save and did it all over. And like the character moved into place, and like the thing moved on to the next section. I'm like. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? No, the <laughs> game is very glitchy. I had to restart three Ooh. times, two or three times. Uh, the first time uh, I was, it was when I first got to nowhere, and the enemies kept glitching into being in combat, or not the enemies, the players. So like Gamora or Drax kept glitching to being in combat, where like there was one point Drax is drinking tea and stabbing himself in the fucking face with his blades. <laughs> um, or like Gamora is sitting there talking during a cutscene, and she has her fucking sword out, and she's just swinging it through whoever's standing in front of her. Um, that like that ended up causing the game to glitch out big time. That I had to drop out, go back in, and it fixed it. Uh, oh no, it was because uh, I was on nowhere, and I went and uh, uh, explored the collector's um, uh, uh, museum. And I went and looked at the Throg um, uh, uh, podium and read its thing. I then went to another spot and found a pickup that you could read. And every time I picked it up to read, like, the little hollow thing, it gave me Throg's information and not what I was actually supposed to be reading. So I had to exit out, reload back in. They stopped stabbing themselves. I was able to read the, the, the little um, communicator. And then there was another instance where I was on the ship that you're talking about, um, and the characters are sneaking across, like, a, a glass bridge that the glass shatters, you fall, and then you have to fight a boss. Um, once I killed the enemy, the my characters went back into sneak mode. 
Oh no! And we're we're <laughs> in, like sneaking around. I couldn't jump. I couldn't step over anything. I couldn't do anything. So I ended up having to unload and reload back in. And then there was one other instance when I was playing last night. It might have been last night. It might have been the night before. Um, where I activated the, I accidentally activated the uh, the huddle. I get it correct, and then he's just in the huddle mode and dashing and sliding around slowly all over the place. Even after the huddle's over and they, there's no more the bar field, he's still in huddle mode. Um, I ended up having to like, I, luckily I was able to progress and I didn't have to pop out. But like, I, I, what did I have to do to like pop out of that mode? I can't remember. But it was just like, it, 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 the game is very glitchy. And, and it just, it like, it's a shame because it, it, it could work really well. And they tried to lean a little bit more, they, they should have leaned a little bit more on, like, the whole, um, Mass Effect aspect of it. But, like, the, your decisions didn't really make a difference. Like, the only time it made a difference was maybe at the end, and you don't notice the difference. Yeah, I, you're just... I noticed that as, as I was, like, playing through, like, that whole, the one that they showed in, like, all the trailers where you're, um, you're trying to decide whether you're going to try and pawn off Rocket or Groot on yeah. the, the one lady. Like, yeah. that didn't really matter because I guarantee no matter what I picked, Rocket was going to get mad at me and, like, leave the group the same way he did. Yeah. So I, I, I sold, did you sell Rocket or did you sell Groot? Rocket. I sold Rocket as well. And, like, he just, he ended up, he was called cute too many times, and so he got mad. And it was just like, all right, well, obviously this is what was going to happen. My decision wouldn't have made a difference. There was a, there's one instance where Cosmo is being brainwashed. This is way beyond where you are. And you can try to talk Cosmo out of the brainwashing. And if you succeed, he runs off. He doesn't, like, reward you with anything. He doesn't give you anything. He runs off. And then in the final climactic battle, he somehow controls all of nowhere to show up in this battle, which this ship is now, nowhere is now smaller than the Milano and is able to help you fend off enemies, which I think like if I hadn't rescued him, there would have been a battle I would have had to do. But because I rescued him, there wasn't a battle. And that was it. That was the only difference it made by helping him, which like the fights weren't really that hard. And like, Unfortunately, the combat gets very, very mundane, especially once you get certain abilities. Rocket has an ability that pulls in all the enemies, and then Gamora has an ability where she attacks all the enemies in an area. So if you pull in them all and have Gamora attack, they're all dead in an instant. I was clearing combats in it, before it even started at times. And it's just like, if you don't get it done then, then it's just you sitting there holding the shoot button... Until you can use abilities again. And it's, it's kind of boring. It, it, it's, it's, it would have made it so much better if I could switch to different characters rather than just Commando. Yeah, I definitely wish that I could have, like, actually used mm -hmm. the other characters. I didn't get to a point where, like, I had many, um, abilities yet. So, like, yeah. for me, like, not that the combat was challenging, because it very rarely presented, like, a legit challenge, I but I still ran into a few sections where, like, like, everyone was low on health, and I was kind of, like, kiting people around a little bit while waiting for, like, some of those abilities to charge. You get the healing ability, the last ability you get in the game. So Groot gets the ability to heal your allies and yourself 
but it's the last move you get in the game. I didn't know there was a healing ability, so that's it's that is news. <laughs> but that's that's the thing though. Like that is literally chapter thir- 14 of 16. You get the healing ability. And I'm just like that's kind of that's kind of dumb. Why didn't I get this sooner? Like, but again, the combat wasn't very challenging. And it's it was very it got very boring and very bland. Um and it's just like the, the, I died more from platforming than I did from combat in this game. And like the platforming is just bad because the collision detection is is like so off. There was a lot of times that the reason I failed the platforming is because even though I wasn't stepping off the, the platform, the game was registering that I stepped off the platform and was in the air. And so when I hit the jump button, it was registering it as a double jump. And so I was missing my jump. Well, so I don't think I had any issues with the platforming up to where I was. But, like, I could definitely see, like, that stuff not getting better. Yeah, it it, it didn't it didn't really work well because all you got was jump and double jump and that was it. Like you got some of the like the you could use Gamora to throw you up, but like most of the like guardian abilities during exploration and platforming were to get hidden stuff, not to actually progress further. I, so or like it, there'd be like the you need Gamora to run up the thing to like knock the plate down so that you could climb up it. But like yeah, but it that got, was that. It, in the game, it got it gets to a point where you don't even have to command them anymore. They just do it, and so like there was there was a lot of like the last couple sequence like last couple chapters of the game where like Groot is making uh, bridges on his own and Gamora's cutting pipes on her own without me telling her to do it. So it's like, all right, well that's like half the game. Why didn't they just do it now? Like why didn't they just do this before? Why did I, why did they have to wait until the very end of the game to do it and stuff? It was just, like, it was just, like, a bunch of silly things that, like, the game worked, but it was glitchy as fuck. And the dialogue was too robotic. And, and, but, like, it had promise. And I wish, I wish whoever gets Eidos Montreal also gets the ability to continue to make these games that they could improve on this. But I very much doubt it. I very much doubt it. And it, but like they're also the game just did fine. I think reviews were just fine. Like good. Uh yeah, like it, I I would yeah, I would reviewed, give it like a f- well. 5 to 5 and a half probably. Maybe a 6, but like I wouldn't give it much higher than a 6. I don't know. Like like I played what would you say like did I play about half of it? No. Um let's see. You're cuz you're there's 16 chapters. I don't even think you're chapter 8, you're chapter 5 yet. Uh yeah, you know what? I, I honestly don't know. Let me see if I can figure it out real quick. Um, but like, I, I, up to what I played, I'd probably give it like a seven. Like, I was enjoying everything about it. Uh, yeah, uh, by that point, um. That's what I said, like, like, up to what I played, I'd give it like a seven. Yeah, up to that point, but like, once you put another 15 hours into it, uh, so you were probably, you're probably, you are probably maybe just halfway through. You're probably yeah, chapter eight, the matriarch. Yeah, it looks like I was, I'm looking through this now. I'm looking at IGN's, like, thing for it. Uh, yeah, you know but what, like, I, I think I am legitimately halfway through. It looks like um, the the beginning of the matriarch is where I stopped. Or, like, the end yeah. of chapter 7, beginning so, of chapter 8 is where I remember stopping. So I went into playing on um on monday probably chapter like mid to end chapter nine maybe ten 
there was literally an hour and a half to two hours with no combat in this game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of just nothing and all dialogue for, like, the first hour, hour and a half. And th- that's the other thing is, like, a lot of the dialogue options that you can get into that you can talk about, they're character building, but they're not story progressing. And because this world is very, it's like so late in the game of the world and there's so much lore behind it, none of the character building really matters because you don't know what went on with pretty much the rest of the world. All you know is that there was a war and Thanos is dead. That's all you really know. I mean, that's all you need to know. But like, the war wasn't a war for the stones. Like, it wasn't Infinity Infinity War or anything like that. It was just a flat-out galactic war uh, between the Chitauri and uh, Nova. And Thanos was part of the Chitauri, and he's dead. And then Nova won. Uh, like, as you play through, you learn a little bit more about it. But, like, there's so much more to the lore of this world. But you don't get to learn, and they're not going to expand on anything else. So sitting here and getting character de- character stories about like giving giving Gamora a uh a doll and her explaining Thanos gave her dolls but like you never actually get to experience Thanos like it just it doesn't really it it, it kind of misses for me they may have also been hoping to get like a sequel out of it and that's unlikely cuz i believe that studio got sold right as Montreal so probably yeah they um, they de- like yeah Square Enix definitely sold them yeah so they're pro- we're probably not getting another Guardians, uh, but yeah, it's I would say go play it. But like I I I had heard good things about it, and the good things are right. But it's also like it it, it was it was a little overhyped before the release, and then reviews brought it down a notch. And it's like yeah, this game is is good, but that's probably the best we can say about. It. Yeah, it was and- definitely one of those games where all of the like like stream stuff like whenever square enix was showing things off they mm-hmm. wanted this game to be more important than it was yeah. um and then all of like the like games media was just like this looks bad like nobody yeah. wants this yeah. but then it, the game came yeah. out and everyone's like oh like this actually like this is better than it should be <laughs> yeah and but like i i will like the character design some of the costume designs and character designs were just bad and you can tell that they tried too a little too hard to connect with the MCU Guardians while also trying to make it their own. And, like, they try. there were times where they tried too hard to be Bradley Cooper with Rocket. And and you could tell that they were trying really hard to mimic that MCU Guardians. Oh, yeah, like, just, these are the Guardians it, off of Wish. Yeah, like, like it, but, like, it misses so hard because it's not the MCU Guardians, and they're trying way too much. That, yeah, no, that that actually tracks. Like, it, those character models and, like, the way that they were portraying them was definitely, like, yeah, like, we couldn't get the actual Marvel movie rights. So, like, these are, like, what we think they would look like if these were being sold on Wish.com. I, I think it's supposed to be, like, oh, well, no, probably not. I, I Like, I, I was saying this the other day, and now that I think about it, most definitely not. I was going to say I think it's supposed to be the same universe as the... Naughty Dog Spider-Man, but no, it might actually supposed to be the same universe as the uh, Avengers, um, like the Marvel's Avengers that Square made. That I actually don't think they're made. actually any connected at all. They're probably not, but like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if if they had kept the studios that they tried to connect them in some way, shape. Um, 
But, uh, Drew, you might like the game, for one reason. What's that? Uh, Drax, one of Drax's costumes is the costume that CM Punk made. Interesting. I forgot Punk did, like, a weird little comic run there. Yeah, he did a run run with the Guardians, and so Drax literally wears, like, the wrestling shorts, and he's taped up all the way down his legs, and he's got, like, I think a little bit of tape on his hands. Um, that was the costume I ended up using for once I found it till the end of the game. Um, except for the sequence where they change your costumes, because they just happen to have new costumes. Of course they do. Yeah. Uh, but Drew, wh- what is the this Dio, Dio field thing? So, it's a strategy RPG that was announced earlier this year in some Square thing during something. Who knows? Um, and it looked really interesting. It turns out... It, it, so, it's not a tactical RPG. Like, it's not a turn-based thing. Like, Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre or what have you. It's definitely more like an RTS. Like, you either pick one of your units or you can pick multiple or all of them at once. You know, like there's one button to just select all your units. You can hold square on PlayStation to like, have it expand a circle to select all the units that are inside the circle, or you just can hit X on any one unit to, and then you move them and they get into range and they'll just start automatically attacking uh triangle will pull up a skill menu that uh as you unlock more weapons the weapons will have more abilities so like you start with a a lancer a, a dude with a big lance on a horse a dude with a dagger and a person with a sword and shield so like the person with the lance starts with an ability that they charge forward and will damage anyone that the uh reticle that comes up crosses paths with the person with the dagger has a multi-attack thing that if it kills whoever is being targeted it resets the cooldown and then you can go use it on a different enemy if there is one and then the sword and shield had a shield bash that stuns and you know if you flank the enemies you do bonus damage with the person attacking from behind i don't know it seemed pretty cool i'm definitely interested and, like, it comes out in a month, I think. Oh, this is the game that you and Eric were talking about. Yeah. Oh, right. I remember this, because you guys were going back and forth about the the release date, and you were like, no, it's it's September. Yeah. And I was like, and, no, it's it's tomorrow. And then it was like, oh, no, that's a demo. And I was like, oh, a demo, you say? Yeah, because they, what they, they announced... Uh, the demo is on everything but PC. So PS4, okay. PS5, Xbox... One Xbox Series and Switch. I was playing on my PS5. Because it does look pretty nice. And I'll say the demo probably ran a little worse in some spots than I expected it to. But also only in like the cutscene. The combat was running fine. Are they like like impressive cutscenes? Or... Uh, no, kind of. But I also I wound up skipping most of the cutscenes because like at least after the very, like, beginning thing, because once I actually played, I was like, oh, no, okay, I'm kind of interested in this. I might get this. I kind of don't necessarily want to know too much about what's going on. Is it not a... Is your save not going to carry over? I have no idea. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'll look into it, and 
but even if it does, like, I, I, I'm kind of cool leaving it at the, like, roughly an hour I played. Like, I played two combats, which was enough to unlock the ability to buy more items to find out that, oh, the higher level swords or whatever have more abilities on them. And then uh, enough to have unlocked the, like, passive skill tree for each character. So, like, as they level up, they'll gain AP, I think it was. And there's a bunch of different passive abilities, like bonus 3% extra damage when attacking from behind for the character that could equip the daggers. I'm actually not sure if you could just equip anything on anybody. It seemed like you couldn't, because when I tried to buy a, a crossbow, it was like, nobody can equip this. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's all, it's all like job-specific sort of thing? I guess. But it didn't seem like there was like an ability to change jobs, but maybe there is later. Yeah, I mean, I, I know like a lot of the Fire Emblem games, they kind of lock that, and even yeah. even the um the Warrior Three Hopes, like they they kind of had that locked behind things until you got to a certain point. Yeah. So I mean, either way, whatever. Like if it winds up being a okay, well, you have your dude over here who co- can equip the axes, or your dude over here that can equip the the spear. Like, which one do you want to use? Alright. That's fine. Uh, so, um, you're gonna need to get the collector edition, Drew. Oh. It's, uh, it's 169.99 euros, which I believe, according nice. to GameSpot, is about 208 bucks. Which um, means probably 200, or... It comes with a board game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, Eric needs to buy the uh, yeah. collector's edition. Eric bought the collector's edition. What are we kidding? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He, let's see, let's uh, be real. He bought two of them. So it's a board game, a competitive board game set in the world of the video game, uh, as one of the four captains of the Blue Fox Mercenaries make your way through Field Island and gain the most fame to claim victory. Um, Interesting. It's, yeah. It's it's on the Square Enix store. Oh, it is just 170 US. Okay. The, the Square Enix store is showing 169.99 euro. So I was. Are you at the UK store? You, yeah, I mean, you're I, somehow I, on a. Well, he's probably not even on a UK store if it's showing euro. He's on the European store. Oh right. It was. It's literally like the GameSpot article I have says pre-orders are currently available across PC consoles. The collector's edition is set. Uh, a set which is only available on a Square Enix store for around two hundred and eight dollars, and the link I clicked does bring me to the Euro store. So that's I don't know why Game 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 Spot decided to give me or t- decided to use the Euro information. Um, that's actually really funny. I wonder. Well, how- when was that article? Uh, f- today at eight thirty in the morning. Huh. Yeah, do you feel Conical demo is now available for PC and consoles? Strategy RPG will launch September twenty second. So it was literally this article was posted today. Weird. Um and, and yeah, they use the uh the Square Enix store information. The Euro store. Send send that link to, to the, the board game Discord and tag Eric in it. I die if you have I, it already. <laughs> I will. Okay. But yeah, I it seems interesting and I will almost certainly play more. $170. Yeah. It's, 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 you're, you're paying a hundred bucks for the board game. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's $60 for the game and then 110 for the board game or 70 for the game and a hundred bucks for the board. Nope. Switch edition is is the same price. Yeah. 
And honestly, the um the PS4 and Xbox One versions are also probably sixty. So I imagine the uh the next gen ones are also still sixty. Mm-hmm. But like you know what, like a hundred and ten is pretty average for like a large I, board game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how big this board game. Is. There's there are also like pin sets and, sh- and and shit like that as well as part of it. So like oh, the board yeah. game is probably like a seventy to eighty dollar board game, and then like probably $40 for the pins and shit, and then the rest for the game. And then it looks like there's some, like, digital stuff and all those things, so... Yeah, like, that that, that price isn't completely unheard of for, like, what you're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... For the first time, it's a reasonable price for a collector's edition. I mean, it's still probably a smidge too much, but yeah. it's not, like, outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they will just eventually start selling the board game. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Uh, anything w- else you want to say I... about? Sorry, go Rich, go ahead. I was just gonna say I wish I paid more attention to the uh, the card game for um uh what's it? for for Splatoon. I have to look into that more. It looked really neat, but it was like a digital card game. It was an actual physical. Oh yeah, I didn't realize there was one. Well, it's, it it was announced during the uh, the direct. Oh okay. Oh, uh, but Drew, anything else you want to say about about the game? Do you uh... feel Chronicle. No, I think that pretty much sums it up. All right. Well, in that case, I uh, I started Xenoblade Chronicles three. Um, that that half hour direct definitely necessary for how fucking dense this game starts out. Um, had I had I not watched that direct, I would have been very confused about what the fuck was going on. But uh, so far it's it's actually really good. Um, it gets started way better than Xenoblade two did. Like I feel like Xenoblade two's like beginning was kind of a fucking slog especially because your character doesn't have any combat abilities like at the very beginning like he's not mm-hmm. um because two was the one where like it was the blade driver system so like you basically needed another character to be able to fight yeah. um this one it's just your characters all have the ability to fight um and fairly quickly you just get your whole team so like like they showed in that direct it's six players they're from two opposing sides of like a conflict and within three or four hours, maybe a little bit more, um, that whole team is together. Um, and they, they actually, like, they all have, like, interesting and varied personalities. Um, the, the thing that's really funny though, so they showed this in the, in the direct, every, the, their job classes. So you have, like, your DPS, your healers, and your tanks. Um, there's, like, two of each class, like, or there, there's, there are two variations of each type. So they're, like, there's two different characters that have healing abilities. There's two different classes that have DPS abilities. And there's two different classes that have tank abilities. And you can unlock those for every character. So, like, any character can essentially be any class. But the thing that, like, differentiates them is their jacket. So, mm-hmm. when the game starts out, both sides are wearing, like, basically, um like, their military uniforms. Like, they all kind of are dressed the same with just, like, slight flourishes and differences so that, you like, you could see their individuality. But once, like, the story kicks in and, like, they are no longer part of their respective sides, they find, like, um like an abandoned crate full of, like, clothes. And, like, some of it just looks like regular-ass clothes that we would wear. Um, And they all get, like, a different jacket. Like, every one of them is wearing a different style jacket. And when you change your classes, your jacket changes to whatever that person wears. The rest of your outfit's the same. Doesn't matter what else you were wearing. Just your jacket changes. And Man, I wish my class, my jacket determined my class. I'd wear the rich jacket. 
Yeah, like, and it's not even like that. There's nothing about these jackets that make them look like one way or the other. Hold on. Every jacket you wear already is already a rich jacket. Oh, Oh, he got you. That's not what I mean, though. I'm not a class. (laughs) No, you have no class. There's a difference. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're kind of right there. Kind of. Uh, But yeah, so... So that that part is interesting. Um, they don't just give you free range to change them up front, though. It's each character is basically paired with another character that has a. They actually have like a somewhat different class, except for the healers. It's kind of weird. So the two healer healers are different types of healers. Um, the one she is definitely more of a support class. Um, she's got like two different heals and then like some other stuff that is just like more support based. And then the guy that has the healing stuff seems like he has some more things that are a little more damage-oriented, but only, like, one or two heal abilities up front. They trade with each other. But then you have, like, your two, like, main characters, so to speak. Um, the, the one that you... Bless you. The one that you start out with, the, the, the main male character, he's a DPS. And then the main female character is a tank. So they trade with each other. And then your third characters are another, it's the tank on the one side and a DPS on the other, and they trade with each other. Um, but as you play, you unlock the ability to change into any one of them. So in theory, you could have people be, um, like you could have three healers and like two tanks and a DPS. If like it was like a particularly hard fight and you wanted to just kind of keep everyone healed up and focused on like two people. Um, and they, they, it really does play kind of like an MMO where you're just kind of juggling everything. Because, like, in battle, you can just switch between characters. Um, the only time you can't um, readily, like, swap between them that I've found so far is if an enemy is targeting you and you have not entered combat. So, since it's all just one big open world, if, like, a monster targets you and you just keep running, you technically haven't entered combat. You actually have to pull out your weapon for it to go into combat. Um, at that point, you can start swapping between characters. Before that, you're stuck on the character you're, you're, um, you're playing as. So if, uh, if you're trying to run away and maybe that, that enemy hits you and you're almost dead and you're like, oh, well, let me just swap to another character so that I'm not almost dead. Um, that doesn't work. And that character maybe dies. And then maybe you get, um, taken back to your last checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Just, just theoretically. Um, I'm guessing that happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, so there's a, there's a bunch of like side quests and stuff like that. One of the side quests is this character is very thirsty and you're kind of in the desert. So they basically said like, I'll take anything with like water to it. So you have to give them a bunch of fruits and there are just items all over the ground. So you just kind of have to go like wandering and looking for fruits. And I couldn't find the fruits that he wanted. He'll only take like these six specific fruits. Every fruit I find on the ground is like the one thing he won't fucking accept. So I was, like, running around just trying to find those and avoiding battles and uh, accidentally aggroed something that was significantly stronger than me and just couldn't get away quick enough. Well, maybe you shouldn't avoid battles and you should fight everything. So for the most part, you do. Um, these ga- And I don't know if Xenoblade X that you played was anything like this, but these games are, like, in any given area, there will be a bunch of things that are at the level you should be at. And then there's, like... A few spots where there's just like a random thing that's like seventy levels higher than you. No, it, it was it was very it was very similar in 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 X, except uh, the world was completely open from the get go. 
uh, and the monsters that were set like 70 plus levels higher than you were set that way because they were meant to be taken out with mechs and not just with... Yeah, so in these ones, and 2 did the same thing. There was a section in 2 that you had to run through that was full of enemies that were significantly higher than the level you were supposed to be at that point in the game that you just had to hope they didn't aggro you. Mm -hmm. Because if they did, they were just going to one-shot you and then you'd have to start that section over again. Luckily, the game is generous with checkpointing. It checkpoints you every time you enter like a... um, not a zone because like there are landmarks like in zones. So anytime you find a landmark or go back near that landmark, it like checkpoints you there. So you can kind of like, if you're like running around an area looking for something, you can kind of like checkpoint yourself and then like run around and just keep kind of swinging back to checkpoints. Um, but yeah, so, so far, like the story's been really interesting. Um, the characters, none of the characters are, are obnoxious the way some of them were in two. Uh, the accents are still very bad in a lot of cases, though. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have bad British accents for some of these characters. Um, the most egregious... I've, I've noticed that British accents in games are bad in general. Yeah, they just... They don't sound... I bet they are real accents, but they don't sound it. They sound... Excuse me, I have the hiccups. They sound like the caricature-like British accent, like, that, like, people do when they're trying to, like, make fun of a British accent, like, that very, like like, Yorkshire, like, thick, like, like, hooligan accent, but, like, turned up to 11. Uh, they, they, they don't curse, though. They, they use, like, their own, like, goofy, like, curse slangs, which is kind of funny. Um, but the most egregious thing so far have been the, the, the tutorials. Um, they're just, they're the fucking worst. It's like, every five minutes, they're showing you a different tutorial, and they force you to fucking go through it, and it just, they all run very slow. So, like, the tutorial to, um, when, when it's showing you that you can change your character classes, it literally makes you change every fucking character's class to, like, the one that you can change it to, and then assign every one of those characters a different spell. Like, it was, like, a ten-minute fucking tutorial that all they had to do was show me once, and I could have gone in and done the other ones when I felt like it. But they, like, forced you to do it before you could do anything else. Oh, yeah, of course. That's just how they... Uh, you have to know how to change each player's... or each character's class because it's different for each one you have to know but and like you know what if that was the case if it was actually like somewhat of a different process or it was giving me like unique information about changing each class and like what would be good for them i would actually understand that in this case it was every class change was the same across the board like you just you pick the character and then you just pick the spot next to them for the other class because everything else is grayed out because you haven't unlocked it for them yet and the game doesn't tell you anything specific about what you're doing or, like, what those characters, like, perks or um, strategies would be. Mm-hmm. It's ju- It just shows you a blinking fucking cursor on where to move to on the screen and select things. Um, and, like, it does it for some very trivial things, too. Like, adding an accessory to your character or um, leveling up. And not, like, um, not like, like going in and picking skill points because the game doesn't do that. But when you go to a rest thing, there's just a spot that says level up. And when you click on that, you can sp- spend bonus XP to level up. It's mm-hmm. very straightforward. The first time you go to a rest thing, it's obvious you can do that. Because, like, you, you have three options. It's level up, save, or clean. Or, like, clean your clothes. Still, They still haven't given me a fucking tutorial on what that does. I have no idea what cleaning my clothes does for me. If it, it does anything. your clothes. But, like, I don't know if there's, like, a perk to that or, like, if it helps, if people treat me better, if I don't smell bad. No idea. 
I mean, but, there, there's only way to, one way to know. Stop cleaning your clothes. That's true. I mean, where I'm at in the game right now, nobody will talk to me. And, like, exactly. even when I do cl- clean my clothes, the, the whole group is, like, been exiled. Like, every, both everyone on both sides wants to murder them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, won't tell me what the clean clothes thing does. Spent five minutes explaining to me how to move a cursor to the left or right to to move up a level. It's like, cool, I got it. Like, I didn't need this part of it. And, like, I'm sure there are people that do. I'm sure there are people that didn't play any of the other ones, don't know the mechanics at all. Like, maybe they've never played, like, an RPG. Like, sure. But you can't skip them, and you can't turn them off from what I've been able to find in the settings. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're just mandatory shitty tutorials. Like, they're not good. At least in Xenoblade 2, I feel like they were a little more useful because, especially the combat in that one, I felt like it was more complicated to get started with because of that whole, like, blade system they, they did. Um, as far as the combat goes in this one, it's almost the same as the previous one without, like, the blade system. It's still, like, you attack and your your specials kind of fill up as you're playing and then you, you hit a button to, to shoot them off. And the more you do the specials in, in good time, the more you're, like ultra move lines up um the one weird thing that i am not a huge fan of the people from the one army their abilities just um refresh over time and like some of them take a very long time to load uh whereas the other army all of their attacks um refill with your auto attack which is how everyone was in xenoblade 2 so it's just like if you have them and you just keep auto attacking your abilities will refill like as quickly as you're attacking um, which makes, like, strategy a little bit easier. With the other one, it's like, oh, shit, I don't know how long the cooldown is for this because there's no timer. I just have to wait until it, it glows again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope I didn't waste my heal and get killed right now. Oh. So, uh, according to Twinfinite.net and pretty much everywhere else I checked, cleaning clothes does basically nothing. Uh, it literally makes your character shinier and cleans their clothes. Um, if you don't clean your clothes, they get dirty. Um, and apparently there will be, like, call-outs of complaints of how dirty they are. and Like, the characters themselves will complain and call out, like, how, how gross they are and grimy they are. And apparently there's, like, a forced cutscene where they have to clean themselves up at times. I don't know. Um, but there was from the, Twinfinite.net. In, in the very first, um, after, like, the, like the, basically the introductory battle and, like, um, exploration bit, when you get back to, like, your main camp for the first time, um, you're, the three characters you're playing as, they do all go to, like, the bathhouse to, like, get cleaned up. Um, and it was very much like, like a, like a Japanese bathhouse setup where, like, they had to, like, they, and they didn't really show this for all of them, but, like, you could see, like, characters in the background sitting on, like, those shelves, um, with, like, the running water, like, cleaning themselves before getting into, like, the big, like, hot bathtub thing with all the other people. Yeah. And, like, they were all just like, we need a bath, we're covered in grime. I'm like, okay, like... <laughs> There was there was your tutorial for cleaning clothes, but like that that was not like a an option I had at that point. That was just like the marker told me to go to the building, and then they took a bath. And there was your that was your that was your tutorial for cleaning clothes right there. I don't think it was. I mean, it's they they explain cleaning clothes and taking a bath because they're covered in grime. That was your tutorial, no, but they didn't explain the clothes part. They just went to take a bath to get all the blood and guts off of their skin. Exactly. They, but, like, when they left the bath, they were all wearing the same fucking clothes. But they were clean. D- were they? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't play it, so I, it, I, I... it it was a bathhouse. It was not a laundromat. Sometimes you can clean your clothes in a bathhouse. 
No, you can't. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been in these places. Well, maybe you should go to a bathhouse. They don't have them in the United States. Well, leave the United States. Yeah, see, that means I'd have to get a, 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 a job that pays me enough to where I can afford it. And a, um, uh, what's the thing called? A passport? Um. None of these things are hard. The job thing is hard. Okay, that's fair. Passport, very easy. Like. But the passport also costs money, and then we are. You make that Twitch money now, man. Come on. Yeah, I don't know how much a passport. It's uh, like a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's two months of Twitch. So, you can, you can leave the country in November. But. I need to pay for it now because it still <laughs> takes time to get the passport. So in 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 maybe yeah maybe in in November this year I'll be able to leave if I get because I'm I was two dollars and fifty cents off of making fifty dollars last month. So if uh, if I make fifty two dollars and fifty cents this month, I'll get a hundred bucks and then I can get my passport started in September. No, there it's alright. Drew, Drew just showed you don't actually have to leave the country to get to a bathhouse. There are multiple bathhouses in Philly. <laughs> there are spots for gay people. I've actually looked them up before. How do you know? You've never been. I thought you knew nothing I've, about bathhouses. Hmm? I've I've looked up these places before because uh, there was Did one you time I was go like, to a bathhouse. I was like, is there bathhouses <laughs> in the United <laughs> States? And I looked it up, and there's there. Yeah, you're right. There are multiple in Philly. But if you look up reviews and stuff, it's where, like, people go to bang. I mean, that's fine, right? You don't have to do that part of it. You can just take a nice bath. I mean, true, but it's still, I don't know. I don't know about it. I'm, I'm not going into Philly to go to a fucking bathhouse. Oh, the hot springs in Philly. Oh, yeah. I don't know. This place is outside of Philly. The one that Drew added here. Like, it's out near, like... Oh, no, I guess it's West Philadelphia. When the map moved, it looked like it moved further. It's like University City. That's fine. Near Mantua. You got this. There you go. Bathhouse. You go this week. You tell us what it's like. We can compare and find out if there's a laundromat there. <laughs> no. Just no. Fine. Um, just no. I think that's going to do it for this week, though? Yeah. Yeah. That That probably sounds like it. Right. So next week we will have our next book club, which is uh, *Prey*, the 2022 film on Hulu. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of people saying it's it's solid and it's enjoyable and it's good. So. Yeah, it, it is actually. People seem to like it more than every other *Predator* movie since *Predator*. <laughs> mm-hmm. People are people are very positive about this movie, so I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, but other than that. If you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. That stuff all helps a whole bunch. Um, you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline, or at one underscore quest on instagram and twitter our youtube channel is youtube.com slash video and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com otherwise rich uh any special stream schedule or anything for nope. next week streams just normal for the next for, for the for, unless i somehow get like 28 new followers in the next week the stream's gonna be normal for the foreseeable all right well in that case uh we will be back next week with something else to talk about thanks for listening bye bye See you.